You are. <laughs> I was counting you in dramatically to begin. People who are not there yet. Hello, people from the future. We're in the past, and yes, everything is still shit. I'm keeping recording this because I've, I've kind of just come to the conclusion that I'm just going to record and then at yeah, some I point, at some point we're, we're going to go, okay, start. You know? Yeah, yeah, we can like take out all of the like weird shit in editing, which will be roughly 90% of our conversation. Yeah. Right. Fuck it. Eh? Hello, people who have us in their ears. Creepy. Hello. We are in your earlobes. Nope. We know all your secrets. <clears throat> no? This is all just gonna be pop culture references. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hello, podcast fans. Uh, you're listening to the Phobia Phobia podcast with your ever so charming hosts, Kaz and Eddie. As you might have guessed, we're going to talk about phobias, about fears, about what gives you the creeps, and maybe look a little bit into... Well, a lot of phobias have mad names, so we're going to talk, talk a little bit about the etymology of those. Obviously not to be confused with the entomology, because bugs don't really have a say in word. Well, it was this or an OnlyFans account, so let's fucking do it. Yeah, and frankly, I mean, I I don't have the figure for an OnlyFans, unless there's like a really specific niche fetish out there. Someone has masturbated to it. I mean, I... Do you know what? I'm going to bring on bring us on to our topic for this this week. Um, on that note, I don't think anybody will have masturbated to scary clowns. Actually, I know I'm wrong, even by the time I finished that sentence. Absolutely, yes. I am not talking from experience. Did you? Who you? You're very confident with your absolutely. Um, Hush the fuck up. Yeah, did you see all the stuff when the uh, reboot of It came out and people were kind of going... People were a little bit thirsting after uh, Pennywise. Skarsgård? Skarsgård, yeah. Yep. So... I mean, when the Avengers came out, people were thirsting after Thanos, so, you know... Yeah, but, you know, Thanos probably has some hardware, you know? Dear God. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, on topic, Kaz here actually does suffer from cholerophobia. Can you tell us what that is? It is, shockingly, as you may have guessed in the last two minutes, the fear of clowns. Um, And yet, it is one of your favourite things ever, right? It? Yeah. um, I'll I'll get back on that in a wee second, but what I was going to start with is, so obviously we'd wanted to look into the the definition and the etymology of all of these things. And what I found in my research is that the term cholerophobia is just, it's just uh, all words are made up, but it's really, really made up. <laughs> like, Well, actually it uh, comes from the Greek, uh, it comes from the Greek word, I cannot bloody pronounce this, cholobatheron. For, for stilts. Which is a, yeah, it is technically a fear of stilts. Yeah. But, From back when all circus performers, I presume, wore stilts. But it's not, because this term wasn't around until the late 80s, early 90s. You see, the, the, the Greek Empire really didn't fall, did it? 
which is which is what I find fascinating because I'd thought like you would have thought okay it comes from and I and I had read that before that it did come from the word stilt in Greek but I just assumed that that was a really old thing that like people were scared of like old school jesters or you know even going back to Greek theater like a fear of the masks or something but it's it's not really the the, the phrase doesn't even pop up until the late 80s which I'm fairly certain Stephen King wrote it before this term became known. You see, I would put that down to uh, like resensitization. Like, and we all have probably been in museums or our grandparents' houses and have seen what toys looked like in the 20s and 30s, and they mm-hmm. were creepy as shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, but back then they were considered cute and child friendly, but they're the kind of thing that if you put in front of a toddler right now, they'd probably scream. Yeah, and I mean, I I have small children in my life. I don't really want to test that theory. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I have small children in my life that I would happily test that theory on, but that's an entirely different conversation. And that is why you're in a whole other country away from them. Uh, yeah, I won't be happy to we'll put a continent between us. Yeah. On on that subject, guys, um, if, if things sound weird in our recording, um, we are recording through an online chat because we live in different countries. <laughs> I live in Scotland, the only part of the UK that seems to be even remotely sensible right now. I was actually about to argue with you, but I live in Northern Ireland, so I won't. <laughs> we have never been sensible. We take great pride in it. Although this is probably the first time in Northern Ireland's history that walking into a room filled with masked people is less scary. We are not going to start talking about the troubles, are we? No, but I'm just making a point. Just a a little cultural tidbit. A bit of context. As you may have guessed, we have very, very dark senses of humour. Gallows humour is what the Northern Irish are known for. Yeah, we... I think it's our... um, What would the word be? Our... Raison d'etre? No, I was going to say it's um, something to do with a, a shared uh, genetic trauma everybody has in this country. <laughs> We're just all slightly evil. So if we come across as in any way insane or just generally depressive, then or don't uncaring. worry, it's, it's, very, it's very true. Yeah, uh, it's yeah true. We are, we're, we're quite apathetic. Yeah, you know. Gotta let those emotions go if you want to survive. Yeah, you know what, what's the point of an emotion? Yeah, fuck uh, them. Eh, who needs them? But yeah, so like I said, I, I find it really interesting that people didn't really use the word cholerophobia before. I, I don't mean it's caused by it, but before it came out, it wasn't really a a term. When you say it, are you talking about the book or the, the book. Tim Curry adaptation? Right. The book. The Tim Curry adaptation was very early 90s. The made-for-TV one. So mm. that would could logically have been around about the time that the, the word um, came into use. But I, I, I just kind of feel like it's not a coincidence. I was looking up, you know, different stories of um, cholerophobia. And something that I, I found very, very interesting is that the... It's not actually a very kind of scientifically discussed phobia. 
I oh, don't know you... if, if you came across a few things, but a lot of the, the articles I'm mm. coming across are, you know, maybe in Psychology Today or things like that. I'm not, I haven't been able to come across that many, you know, medical journal articles about it and things. There doesn't seem to have been as much... Well, pe- think... Maybe peer-reviewed research, as I had thought... Well, if you put a gun to my head, I would say that it would probably fall under the uncanny valley. The idea that, you know, um, for those who don't know what that is, it's when something looks close enough to human to just about pass, but far enough away that you can recognize it's not human, it gives us a sense of severe discomfort. So you see a man or a woman with a painted on smile and completely like paper white skin, that's going to come across like quite alien to most people. Yeah. I, I think Whereas, you're but completely it, right. It's just interesting, particularly for me, because it's something that was designed to be delightful and entertaining, and now it's just such a widely spread fear. I think I think it's kind of like what you said, though. It's about those toys that were totally fine in the 20s and 30s. Yeah. Growing up, uh, it, I had a friend whose uh, mum collected clowns. This is true. Okay. Uh her mum had like a collection of like clown china dolls and stuff and I would go to stay at their house obviously she was she's my best friend and I, they would need to leave the room they would what need to be gone oh primary school so probably between 8 and 11 can you remember the first time you were ever like actively freaked out by something like clown like well I don't remember it personally, but there there are, it is remembered, if that makes any sense. My family remember it very specifically. I know exactly why I'm scared of clowns. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of clowns because I was a small, very adorable, but nosy child. And we were on holiday somewhere, staying in a and b I think, and... My dad, thinking we were all in bed, asleep, as good children should be, mm-hmm. uh, put on, or it was on TV, I assume, uh, that infamous Tim Curry adaptation of Stephen King's It. And I saw the first couple of minutes. And, you know, for, for anybody who doesn't know... It, it starts off pretty happy. It's There's a little kid, Georgie Denbra. He's got a little yellow like rain slicker and hat. Like He looks like a little fisherman. Basically, if you've ever read a Stephen King book in your life, you'll start reading it and think, oh, Christ, things are going to go very wrong soon. Basically, yeah. So there's little Georgie Denbra running down, running down this uh, like waterlogged street in the middle of a storm. And then there's this clown and... All of a sudden, George gets eaten. I am a very young child. Very young. I don't know what age I am. Like, I'm probably younger than my nephew is now. It would have been before I started school. Before I started primary school. And what really got me then was that I had a little yellow raincoat and hat just like that. So, oh, so it was easy for you to imagine yourself as Georgie. 
Yeah. So it wasn't even, I saw this scary clown and the scary clown did this thing. It was, that little boy is dressed like me. And the scary clown at him. But I don't think anybody really realised until a few years later when my... God love my poor dad. He... <laughs> he was the cause of this but he was also there when it you know when it kind of brought itself out he took us three kids I have a big brother and a big sister and he took us to the circus as kids and I had a complete meltdown when the clowns came out onto the ring I have no recollection of this I was probably five uh, apparently I had such an episode that he had to take me home he had to, you know, take me away from the circus and take me back to my mum. And, you know, I'm 28 now. I'm very close to my 29th birthday. So what what's that? 24 years later? Nearly 24 years later? My big sister still has not forgiven me <laughs> because she missed the lions. My the dad... No, we don't. We don't hold grudges in our family. Nobody mentioned the Star Trek T-shirt belonging to my mum. Um, yeah. So it wasn't even you know scary clown does scary thing. It was this boy looks like me. This boy's just been eaten, and then a little while later, oh, there's clowns there. They're clearly going to eat me. But what I find really interesting in looking this up is, I am absolutely not alone. But to the extent that I was reading an article on, um, and please excuse uh, my bad pronunciation of Canadian places, um, I was reading this article in the Calgary Journal, and it's by someone called Taylor Har. Again, sorry if I mess this up. And I, we're Irish. We don't pronounce anything correctly. It's kind of our fuck you to have being forced to learn English. I was reading this article and it's um, called Growing Up With Cholerophobia, My Obscene, Irregular and Irrational Fear of Clowns. And reading this, I honestly felt like it was me reading my own story. I feel like we should point that out, that a lot of the point of this podcast, as well as us to just talking shite, is going to be like the... Phobias, while defined as irrational, are like the reason why there's a name for them is because they are common. So if you are suffering from a phobia that we may even happen to cover, like it, it's okay to feel normal about it. Everyone's got something, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Well, this like, is it. You're never going to be alone in a phobia. If you are terrified of something and are embarrassed by that fear, it's very important to know that you are far from the only one who has this fear absolutely and I think the thing when I was reading this article like I I mean literally word for word this person they started they accidentally watched it when they were a child with an older relative they then you know came across clowns in a normal circus setting which are again supposed to be delightful and entertaining and then from then on they get creeped out but there's another thing um, this article goes into and it talks about how when the the writer was in high school and um, someone who was in their drama club dressed up as a clown and chased them around the stage. 
and this is this is the other thing this happened to me too <laughs> this is so common people i don't know if it's with all phobias because i i can't say that because i only suffer from what i suffer from um especially with colorophobia there seems to be this thing that people just take the piss out of you and like you say don't ever feel like you're alone in having a fear and don't ever feel like there's anything wrong with it they are they used to the dsm diagnostic help me out here diagnostic Statist statistical manual of diagnosis you're really falling over the english language today aren't you yeah i, I don't i don't do the words good <laughs> um it used to be defined as an irrational fear a phobia was irrational it they've now changed the definition slightly to be that it is um an exaggerated reaction to the level of danger or an exaggerated um assumption of the amount of danger there is i think yes. they, they just took out the word irrational because well, I mean, it it's was not misleading a Most phobias come from early trauma, like regardless of how like slight it was. Like you saw a movie, arguably harmless, and it messed you up quite a bit. It's it's a perfectly rational thing to scare something that terrified you before you knew it couldn't hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I yeah, I think I think the thing here is that it's really common. <laughs> This is a really common thing and I could pretend to be really deep about this and I'm sure that there are people who are, like you say, it's the uncanny valley thing. Hmm. I'm sure there are people who are scared of clowns because of them looking human but not quite human, because of, you know, the whole smile and face of a clown but are they really smiling kind of idea and that is totally fair enough and if that is the the kind of reason behind a colorophobia that's that's fine i'm i'm not that deep well, i, I saw scary clown scary clown eat kid there's the thing. that's you, me you, you for a long time felt that you were weird for being scared of clowns i i think the last statistic i read was something like eight or nine percent of the population will claim to be colorophobic I mean that doesn't sound like a big number, but that's eighty that's eight or nine percent of the world's population, which is like what? Five hundred million people, probably more. Yeah, that are scared of clowns, yeah. Yeah. So I mean you, you just said that you were surprised that you read an account that was basically like you and I mean but this is just a person who happened to write it down and make it public imagine all the people who've also felt like oh my god i'm scared of clowns i'm such a pansy or i need to grow up or whatever yeah yeah definitely and you know i think one of the main takeaways from from this um from kind of what we would like to achieve with this is uh you're not that special <laughs> definitely not the tone i was going for but thank you very much <laughs> absolutely no that is not what we mean it's a very flippant version of it but um on that incredibly weird tone uh <laughs> we actually just gonna point this out like this is our first episode obviously our webisode or whatever the fuck po podcast I don't, speak, I, I don't speak youth okay I don't, um, I don't speak the gen z i do not so uh we don't actually have a schedule right now so if you're listening to this and have somehow gotten this far uh you can <laughs> Uh, I believe Kaz has or is going to set up an email address. 
yes, I I have set up an email address and I have really well written it down. And it's definitely on a bit of paper right in front of me and not one that I have to hook out of my diary right now. I told you we were disorganized. We, we, we just, oh my God. Um, no, I actually do know what it is. I am being somewhat facetious. A bitch. It is phobiaphobiapodcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, if you find yourself suffering from any kind of phobia, even it doesn't even have to be a diagnosed one. Like, if you find no. yourself freaked or weirded out by things and you you think it's abnormal, like, absolutely email in. We, we will talk about it and let you know. Like, for all you know, we probably share the same things. I mean... Or know uh, someone who does. You know, this is the yeah. thing. It's, it's one of the... Nothing is particularly... Um, it's one of those... What do you call that? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon things. Okay, now I'm just hungry, but yeah. Yeah, you, you always know someone who, you know, we, we can always find it. And, you know, if you have a story about your your own fear or maybe, maybe something funny has happened, you know, maybe much like myself, you have a sibling who will never forgive you for having to leave the circus. I, nope. I don't think I'm ever living that down. Um, uh, would you mind sending that email address again, just in case? Yeah, it's uh, phobiaphobiapodcast at gmail.com. And when I figure out where this is going, I will, of course, put it in the show notes. Um, so you can see. Um, other than that, like, I was just going to say a little bit about clowns and clown phobias. As we've, you know, discussed, they are more common, certainly, than I imagined, but they seem to be getting more and more in the public eye again. Well, uh, something I was going to bring up is you, of course, like we, we can, I think we can all accredit Stephen King's. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by my brain. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by so much boredom. Book. But, um, there is a charity shop in our hometown called Pennywise. Oh my god. What I find very interesting is how the same reaction wasn't given to the Joker. This murderous, like, hot, like homicidal, complete sociopathic clown that first appeared in, I think, the 1940s in a comic book that was intended for children. Yeah, I mean, the Joker is... He is evil. He is a villain. I mean, I, I, I can't remember what rendition of Mark Hamill's Joker it was that talked about uh, hydrochloric uh, holy water and then said that that was a true baptism of fire. Oh. So, like, well, it, it, it's just very strange that, like, that, at least, like, as far as Google Analytics can, analytics can tell us, that, um, that, that that didn't seem to spark off anyone's fear of clowns. So I think this just comes more into, like, my theory that it's just resensitization of recent generations yeah like back then clowns weren't all that scary and let's face it it was the 1940s people had much more important things to be scared of <laughs> yes yes definitely um and also At least i think it was the 1940s i do research i think we need to point out the other glaring thing with that and it is that uh stephen king is a bastard for making a whole generation of people scared of clowns again you hear me, Mr. King? 
I would like to point out that we're both massive Stephen King fans. Oh god, yeah, of course. <laughs> like we we're not just here fucking slandering a guy. Like no, no, it's, uh, yeah, we are both huge Stephen King fans. Like I said, we're from Northern Ireland. If we tell you to fuck off, it means we like you. Oh yeah, pretty much. Like I, I think one of our most used phrases is "fuck off" and "come here, I love you." I mean, yeah. Like if if you haven't guessed, we're we're best friends, and I don't think fucking I have. Somehow. I don't think I've ever said. A particularly nice word to you. I, I mean, there were certain things that you called me that you agreed that even I couldn't say on this podcast. So, yes, yep. there are words that we have said are not allowed to be said here due to their very, very disapproved of nature. I mean, I live in Scotland, so yeah, I have to be pretty careful. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll see you next Tuesday too. Um, it's Wednesday, Cass. Kill the joke. Kill the joke. Go on. Yeah, I know. Stepping all over it because that's what I do. Hmm. Um. But yeah, like I said, clowns. Clowns are everywhere, and they're not actually going to kill you guys. You know, back in 2016, there was all those Uh, psycho. Like to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was all those psycho clowns. You know, everybody dressed up as clowns in street corners and stuff, freaking people out, and. It turns out that was all over America, and it turns out that that was not the American clown you should have been scared of in 2016. He was more orange. Um. Ooh, political. Political. Do you uh, know of Wrinkles, the clown? I am horrified at the concept. Is he? Is that actually John Wayne Gacy's clown name? No, uh, this um, came from a viral video that was uploaded in 2015 to YouTube, I think, mm-hmm. well, or the hell else, um, of a young girl, and I'm talking child, sleeping in a bed, and a clown comes from under her bed, and it's, it, it, it looks like it's from like a nanny cam or something. And uh, I believe this turned out to be an advertisement for a man who called himself Wrinkles the Clown, I, I believe he was an out-of-work party clown, um, who offered his services in Florida to like parents who wanted to scare their kids straight. Not literally straight, but um, he uh, like wanted to scare like kids into like behaving. So it's what like, he wanted to make a new boogeyman, essentially. Like, uh, call me up and like I'll come and terrify your brat. I believe a documentary was made by it i honestly have no idea if this is real or not like for all i know it's just a really really well done horror film i happen to see but as far as i know it's true and even if it's not true it's still a horrifying concept and even comes into it's it's, he's actually using the widespread fear of clowns to do his thing like he would hide in bushes he would um like show up at parties like you know standing on like the back deck just staring in at people and uh, yeah, that, this was his service. Like he charged for this, and this was 2015. Like I think I I believe as you said the the like evil clowns waiting. It was 2016. Yeah. Yeah, like so he predated, if not incited, this. And uh, on October last year, a documentary called "Wrinkles the Clown" was apparently released, which was an actual documentary of the man behind this phenomenon. So we're not on video and, you know, obviously we're not recording face to face, 
my silence there was because I was absolutely slack-jawed at the concept of that. Uh, you can either Google it right now or I can share it with you um, after. Like, I, I'm currently looking at the Wikipedia article, so it was something I, I wanted to talk about. I, I, gotta, I gotta do a quick Google, guys. So here's the thing. That just goes to show that not only is the fear of clowns so much more widespread than people think, it, it, there's a guy in Florida who actually profited from it. He used the fear of clowns to like, hire his services as a terrifying client to literally scare unknowing people. Oh, I just saw the... Um... Like the thumbnails for the documentary. Yeah, how terrifying is that? Guys, if you suffer from cholerophobia, don't. Just don't. Yeah, it, 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 not even if you suffer from cholerophobia. If, if clients make you uncomfortable in any way, don't even look at it. Like, I have no idea where he got or how he made that mask, but Jesus fuck. I think what it, what it really is is that he doesn't even look like a clown. See, for me, it's the eyes. Uh, for those of you who aren't, who haven't seen or aren't going to see this image, it, it, the eyes are just huge black voids that still somehow have bags under them. But that's what I mean. Like he doesn't even look like a standard clown. He looks, he looks like what you would imagine, like a ghoul. Sorry, a ghoul, looking like. Oh. Um, uh, but that someone's painted a bit of clown makeup on, which makes it even worse. Imagine if you painted a G.I. Joe white and then left it in the sun. Yeah. I don't think that's actually what Wrinkles looks like, though, is it? Oh, maybe it is. I've I've kind of got this, and I've also got um, a couple of stills from that security cam footage, but I'm not sure if it's the actual, you know, viral video or if this is... A um, recreation for the documentary. Yeah, so I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure. But... I have to say, the least scary clown I have seen in, you know, the last many, many, many years has to be the new movie version of Pennywise. Oh, really? You, I you didn't... do not find him scary. See, that's interesting because At the whole all... idea uh, would be that, you know, like he's a clown, therefore he must be in some way un at least unnerving to you. He's unner he's unnerving, certainly. But I, I think at this point I'd like to point out, um, I have somewhat come to terms with my fear of clowns in a way that you you'll remember, you know, ten years ago, if I had have actually accidentally got a picture of Tim Curry's Pennywise on my computer, I would delete my computer history. Not my my, oh, yeah, my, like my browsing history, just in case something happened and it went back to that screen. Like that was the level, and I'm sitting here right now, looking at pictures of various clowns, and I'm not. That being said, none of them are Tim Curry. Um, <laughs> but I a very fantastic actor who really, really brought Pennywise to life, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think I do I do like the remake. I will say, but I I. It, it didn't scare me, but that may just be because I'm currently a grown-ass man and I've never had cholerophobia, so... Well, this is the thing. I was fully, fully expecting to be terrified. So I watched part one of the remake. I'm fairly certain I watched it with my mum. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she, she knows rightly that I'm so scared of clowns. But I wasn't... 
I was interested in it because I thought it was a very good remake. It was interesting, but I wasn't... I think what I the best thing that I could have done was making myself sit down and read the absolute... I don't even know what the word is. The behemoth of a book that is it. If I recall, it was your copy that I read when I was younger because you. I, I said I always wanted to read it and you were like, take it, take it away. Do you know I actually don't even think that copy belonged to me? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a copy that was maybe in my house and I just wanted it gone. Unless you have it. <laughs> is it is it black with like orange writing? Uh, the only copy of it I have right now is in Spanish. So uh, no, I don't think I still have it. Oh, um, maybe I did give it to you afterwards. But I um, I made myself read it. I, I went and bought it in, in a Waterstones and it took me about six months, I think. God, book shopping. Do you remember that? Do you remember, do you remember shops? Um, Fucking hell. I sat and, and I read it and it took me a very long time because I obviously had to keep stopping. And I had terrible nightmares the whole time that Pennywise was going to you know, be there. I was I was in my halls in uni and I had dreams about him coming out of the wardrobe. Because so yeah, this, this, I put my book in the wardrobe. Anymore. This was university level. This was university. You were, what, 19, yeah. 20? Um, oh, I was second year. So I was, yeah, I was 20. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Like, just to point out that this isn't a childhood thing. This oh, wasn't this like, is... you know, 13, 14. This is Caroline as an adult. Yeah, this is something Or possibly that... even as an adult. <laughs> This is something that I've part. I've kind of come to terms with, certainly in adult life, and even then, like I remember reading it. I remember having to put it, having to put, and the book had a, quite a plain cover. The book didn't have pictures of clowns on it or anything, and I had to go and put it away, and that wasn't good enough. So I had to give it to my boyfriend at the time, um, and he had to take it away. Uh, well, um, not quite fear of cliny things, but um, I had a similar reaction. When I first went to uni, I bought a shit ton of new books, and one of them was American Psycho. I fucking love that book, but I it, it, it is one of two books that I've read in my life where I occasionally had to stop mid-page, put my bookmark in, and set it down because I felt like I was going to physically throw up. Yeah, like it's it's a similar kind of feeling, but it was more caused by my my fear. I haven't read American Psycho. I don't think I want I to. Highly recommend it. Like Brady St. Alice is a fantastic writer, I... but he does not fuck around. Like, oh my god, it scares me a little bit. But uh... the second one was Let the Right One In, which I happened to read straight after I finished American Psycho, and it was equally as vomit inducing, in a good way. Like, I love both these books. And on that note, we'll be right back to hear more about things that make Scott vomit. Yay! So, you were on we the back. subject of, uh, and we're back. Um, I'm just going to say one thing really quick. Uh, a lot of you probably just heard Kaz call me Scott, even though I introduced myself as Eddie. Fact is, Scott is my real name, Edward is my middle name, and I just happen to prefer it. Just for any of you that were confused there or thought that, you know, a very similar sounding man had taken over. I mean, dude, I was just going to cut that bit, but all right. I mean, fuck it. Do what you want. You're the editor here. Editress? <laughs> Whatever. 
I will go for editor. Um, yeah, no, I we went to school together, so it's it's one of those. My my apologies, it's not intentional. I actually did try to go by Edward in high school, but that was back when Stephanie Mayer was super popular and everyone thought that I was trying to emulate Edward Cullen. So, yeah. And, you know, things have come full circle. Now she's back. With okay, a, I with will new Twilight the book. good book. The host was great. I really liked the host. Yeah, but now she's back with a new Twilight book from Edward Cullen's perspective. Wasn't that leaked years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to read it. I, I read the four Twilight books in English and French. I think I'm good. I thought there was three, right? Have I gone mad? What? There was four. Twilight, Eclipse, New Moon, and Breaking Dawn. Yep, yep. I forgot about Eclipse. Hey, Kaz, how long do Isles live? Must Yeah, we're we're not going to talk about that raging bitch anyway so not <laughs> stephanie meyer no 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 no. stephanie meyer is the, i don't know she has some funny ideas stephanie meyer but i i don't know that they're as harmful as other people's well i don't know shit about her really like i, I just read the books I, yeah um i wasn't gonna i had no interest in reading midnight sun at all until my friend messaged me yesterday and was like are you gonna read this i was like i don't know what it is and then she pointed out She's the same age as us and was a proper emo like us as a teenager. And yep. um, also um, fairly certain she has a psychology degree. So I know who I'm going to replace you with, boy. I was about to say, are you going to replace me? Because if yeah. so, like, it's about fucking time, really. I know we're like 37 minutes into this podcast. It's time to go, boy. Get up. Is that all? Yeah. Uh, she'd be cool to have on at some point. Um... But yeah. yeah, no, she said, you you need you need to look at the memes for this because she didn't want to read it and then the memes made her want to. And I was crying at my desk, working from home, looking at Twilight memes. This is not a sponsored video, by the way. We are not being paid by Stephanie Meyer in any way. No, not not at all. We are But seriously read the, the host. Even if you don't like Twilight, the host is fantastic. Is no um this is a question you can tell me to shut up but is this related is the host shut up ha is the host um anything to do with that movie which is now out on prime i think no there was a host movie but it wasn't very good it came out a good few years ago i'm thinking maybe seven years ago okay cool cool uh i think oh no you're thinking of host the um yes i am yes i have seen it it's on shutter yes i have seen it I, is it's it worth okay. it? Okay. Uh, if you haven't seen Unfriended, which we both have, then yes, it is. If you've seen Unfriended, it, it it's not. It doesn't really hold a candle. It's very good. Like it, it it's well, it's okay. It, it's not bad. It, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> I, I don't and, know what else. And to speaking say. of it, movies, it was okay. Um, Didn't I really, at all. I really tried to watch. What was it called? Terrifier. Oh, I love... Oh, wow, yeah, getting back on topic. If um, people don't know what this is, it is a technically a spin-off of a movie that I believe was called All Hallows' Eve. That um. Oh, is it a spin-off of that? I didn't, yes. I didn't know that. All Hallows' Eve, for those who don't know, is an anthology uh, movie that I believe is on Amazon Prime. And well, it certainly it's... was um, in on Halloween night... 2016 when i first met my boyfriend 
it's it's something like it's fucking nice. It, it's a, a babysitter finds you know a videotape. It's, it's it's a little bit VHS style, except not find footage. Um, you know, she finds videotape. It's got some like weird shit on it, and like you know, aliens happen and. And there's all, a, there's an evil Klein in it. Yeah, there is an evil Klein who uh, never gets a name. He's just known as the Terrifier, but he uh, has a sort of backgroundish cameo in every single one of the yeah uh, shorts that you see, and. Not, uh, his not the best film, I'd say, All Hallows' Eve. You know, I uh, watched it by myself on Halloween night. In fairness, I was slightly distracted talking to this boy. Um, but This boy that she currently lives with, by the way. Yes, and is about five metres away from me. But he's outside, so it's fine. He's digging a hole. Um, not to put me in, I hope. But I remember watching it, and... It was the less scary thing that happened to me that night. You know, I'd um, at the time I lived in, in our hometown and I was working in the big city and I drove home by myself. And you know when you convince yourself that something's going to happen, so you're just really freaked out? Oh, of course, yeah. Like uh, that whole sixth sense of like someone's watching me or something bad exactly. to happen to me. Yeah. So you know the way there's like a big uh, Halloween festival? back home it was actually falling on halloween that year so i was going the back roads and like this is a rural town in northern ireland the, our back roads are back roads oh yeah for those of you who don't know like northern ireland it's called the emerald isle for a reason it is about 90 percent fields yeah i mean i'm sitting in a field right now but yep. it's it's hasn't got uh, hasn't got anywhere near the expanse of most other you know many many other countries but um we have a lot of creepy windy roads that end up in dark crossroads uh there's a lot of old churches you know it, it, it there's a reason why horror movies are set in ireland it's a creepy place um so i'm driving along on my way home and i made this joke to the boy in question that uh, I would um, I would send him a message when I got home if I didn't run out of petrol at a crossroads and have to make a deal with the devil. Yeah. Why did I make that joke? I was trying to be cool. I was trying to impress him. It worked, clearly. But I spent that drive home terrified. <laughs> but I went in and watched All Hallows' Eve and was severely disappointed. I will. Have you? Did you say you'd seen the Terrifier? No, I I keep going to watch it, and then I look at that creepy clown, and I'm like, ah, not today, Satan. At this point, I would like to point out that I watched the Terrifier a year or two ago, and Kaz, uh, as well as having a fear of clowns, also has a fear of experiencing or witnessing a throat being cut. I'd say it's less. Yeah, it's a fear. I wouldn't say it's a phobia. Yeah. <laughs> it's a so, it's a fear. It's, it's something that really gets me. Give me the hijinis. When, wa when watching the Terrifier, uh, again spinoff of All Hallows Eve with this creepy ass client. I believe a sequel is either in the works or coming out soon. I I, I don't know. Um, but yes, it has one of the most violent throat slittings I have ever seen in a film, and it really really uh, hits home. So like, even for me, and I'm not scared by the like, gore, does not affect me. Yeah, no, I'm you're terrified not. by a lot of things. Like um. If something creeps me out, like, seriously creepy, I'm talking, like, 
shit in the background that on the first watch of a horror film you may not even notice that scares the hell out of me haunting hell hoster well that but i was thinking if anyone has seen even the first half hour of the strangers will know what i'm talking about (laughs) when i say the kitchen scene another film i haven't made it through holy shit it's so good but it's not on anything um, anymore that's actually why i haven't watched it I think I have it on DVD. I've got over the the fear. I did try and watch it once with a boyfriend, uh, not long after it came out, I think, um, and we didn't get past the kitchen scene because he was more freaked out than me, and I can slabber yeah. about him because it was ten years ago. No, eleven, twelve, many, many years ago. Oh yeah, that. See you next Tuesday. Oh yeah. I love how you, this is how you can tell we have been friends for many, many years. I give him a rough date and he goes, oh yes, him. That, that, yeah, that word that I'm not allowed to say on podcast. You're not allowed to say it on the podcast. I'm allowed to say fuck, right? Because, you know, fuck you if not. Well, I mean, if not, I'm just going to have to bleep out 90% of the words you say. <laughs> that's your fucking problem but like guys if you if you do have an issue with the swearing or any comments or criticisms like that do let us know um uh, we can and always kindly go fuck yourself i'm joking i, I mean totally we can we can try and tone it down um or beep which could be funny uh or not if nobody cares well we won't care and fuck it but if you're in the future or if you're in the past <gasps> somebody talking to us uh, tell us, tell us what you think of us coming through your wireless. Until next time, guys. Toodle pip. Bye bye. Bye.